And hello, welcome to another episode of Facts Matter. I'm here with President Eric Looper, and we are going to discuss today legislative oversight in Michigan. Eric, how are you today? I am doing well. Great to be uh, able to talk to everyone. And thanks so much for sitting down with us. So this is such an interesting topic. And a couple of months ago, you all did a report on imagining what should be robust legislative oversight in Michigan. Can you talk about that report a little bit and what it means to legislatures in Michigan? So the Citizens Research Council is in a unique position to do this sort of, I think, what would normally be academic work, uh, thinking about issues of legislative oversight, but to really look at the Michigan structure and really think about it in an applied way. So it's not just the theory of what makes good oversight, but actually digging in, looking at the structures in place in Michigan, the processes in place in other states and and how to marry those uh, to try to improve oversight. Admittedly, legislative oversight isn't the sexiest issue in the world. Uh, Even the legislators that get elected often do that with a platform that they're going to uh, save the state or they're going to get funding for their their neck of the woods, something like that. But when you think about it, legislative oversight is really at the heart of why we have government in the first place, that uh, we have in our American system of federalism, a a system of checks and balances, our, our system of democracy, a system of checks and balances wherein the legislature appropriates the money and the executive branch spends it. The legislature makes the laws and it's the executive branch that executes those laws. So if we don't have that legislature asking if the money was spent efficiently or asking if the executive branch understood what was being directed of them through the laws and uh, is applying that law as was intended with the legislature, then um, that system sort of breaks down. So it's really incumbent on our state legislature and you know the same applies at the federal level with Congress or at the local level with city councils or school boards to follow up once a law is made, once an appropriation is made and check that uh, it's doing what it's intended. It is being spent efficiently. It's meeting the purpose when it was created, whether that's the law or the appropriation a program created. So our our report in November really dug into that. We gleaned onto a concept that's now, I mean, it's been around forever, but really picked up among the states in the 1970s, the issue of sunsetting legislation, sunsetting agencies, programs, things like that. Um, And when we say a sunset, that means that you put an expiration date this agency, this program will operate for the next 10, 12 years. And there's a date certain at which it ends unless the legislature revisits that, says it's meeting its intended purpose and we want it to keep doing that. Maybe they tweak it a little bit, maybe they refine it a little bit. 
but the beauty of that is that it forces the legislature's hand on oversight. It forces them to come back to the laws that were written some 10 or 12 years ago, ask what that legislative purpose was, ask whether the purpose is being met, if the dollars are being spent wisely, if the intended population is being served and, tr and try to continue that program if it's necessary. If not, it can end and, and we'll go on to other things that government should be dealing with. We gleaned onto that because really when you look at Michigan's system of oversight, that in many ways is where the, the process breaks down. We have one of the best auditor generals in the nation, the, you know, the Office of Auditor General. Uh, the guy himself is good, but I, I speak of the office. We have a legislative council, we have fiscal agencies, uh, we have committee structure with a full-time legislature. All the pieces are in place to have good oversight, but we see on multiple occasions over many years where the Auditor General submits a report and there's maybe a hearing, but nothing comes of it. The Legislative Council submits a, a report saying, we see a room for improvement, but nothing comes of it. And you know, the departments have to file reports saying how many people are being served, but it, they just sort of collect dust. So to have this, this process in place where departments, agencies, programs are on a schedule and they have to come back and, and report to the legislature how they've been doing and justify their continuance overcomes some of those problems that we see with our current system of oversight. And Eric, in releasing this report, report on that you guys released last year do you think that from what you've seen so far i know it's only been a couple of months but do you see any improvement in the state of the michigan legislative oversight yeah so we released the report we've had the opportunity to talk with um, senate leadership about it and we've reached out to the house leadership and still waiting to get an audience but um, we've had a very welcoming reception with Senate leadership. And, you know, so we're talking to the converted, right? So these, these are legislators that are already on the oversight committee, already have expressed an interest in improving oversight. We happen to put a report in front of them on something that they're interested in. So, so the answer to your question, yes, there's some improvement because now they're talking about what can be done different how they can create more of that structure going forward to continue that oversight, Michigan having term limits, even though we have Senate leadership now very interested in oversight, when they're term limited out, who are the next senators and will they have that same interest if we can create that structure now going forward. So our, our report has been well received as, as we talked about at the beginning, I had the opportunity a few weeks ago to go up and present to the Senate Oversight Committee. And they are drafting legislation to try to implement some of what we discussed in our paper. It won't be so much about the sunset, but they're picking up on a number of recommendations that could 
be beneficial with or without sunset provisions. And then Eric, prior to you, or I'm sorry, after you had the opportunity to testify um, before the Senate, you released a, a blog piece just about how to strengthen Michigan's structure for legislative oversight. Can you talk a little bit about that? Um, you made two points about two issues that really hampered the legislative oversight in Michigan, which are the term limits and then just the structure. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, so uh, the, the blog piece summarized much of what we've been talking about, uh, what was in the paper and the fact that we went up and talked to the legislature about it. Uh, the report has a number of recommendations at the end, and several of them are designed to overcome a weakness in the Michigan system created because Michigan has among the strictest limits uh, on legislators through term limits. We are the term in office, three terms in the House or two terms in the Senate uh, is very short compared to other states. And we have a lifetime limit. Once you've served those six years in the House or eight years in the Senate, you're done. You can't come back and serve another term in the House or come back to the Senate. So, uh, you know, that creates its own system. We've already talked about the, the leadership and, and the vacuum created when when a senator that really is interested in oversight leaves, but it creates sort of a process problem going forward. So on, on the one hand, you need to have rules that go forward. So how one, how our current Senate oversight committee performs its job might change. And if you're in a um, executive branch department doing something, you, you might want to know what the rules are, how, what to expect from oversight from the legislature. So having that created and, and lasting beyond term limits is important. Legislative intent is important, right? So I might pick up a law that was written in the 1990s and read it in, you know, in, in my context of 2022, and interpret that legislative intent different than they did at that time. So we recommend with or without sunset provisions, creating a system where that legislative intent is clearly stated at the outset of a, a piece of legislation. And there's other ideas like that to, to really break down and provide the opportunity. So the next class of legislators after this group term limits out, or class after that will have the benefit of having a system in place and a process to know why what sort of problem an agency or a program is meant to fix and, and what the intent was and so we can do a lot more to help oversight and, and they're really small changes in the, the bigger context of, of everything that goes on in the legislature. And thank you for that, Eric. Is there anything that you would like to add just about the overall um, report, overall picture of the Michigan oversight or just the, the piece or testimony in general? No, well, as I said, um, some of the 
senators on that oversight committee have drafted legislation that's bicameral or bipartisan legislation. Uh, so we're really encouraged that our report um, is moving the needle and, and we're making a difference. And we're working with those senators to answer questions and learn from other states. And uh, I just encourage everyone to stay tuned. I think we'll have some good news going down the line here on how we can help the legislature to help our state be better. And that's exciting. I'm sure they're excited to learn from you and the research that you've provided to them thus far. Thank you so much, Eric. This concludes our episode of Facts Matter. Thanks so much for joining us, Eric. Until next time. Until next time. Thank you.